All right, welcome in everybody. Um, it's another season of PNTT. I am here with Coach El Nino um, of the Frankfurt. Uh, man, now I'm forgetting your uh, <laughs> uh, Fighting Owls, right? Uh, That's so, right. Yeah, number eight team overall so far, and they brought in a great class. How are you feeling on this signing day? Oh, I love signing day, and and luckily. Uh... You know, the the tie gods showed a little bit of favor on us winning one of our three three ties and then uh like the other two clear leads that we brought in. So hopefully uh hopefully they fit with the rest of the roster. It's all you can hope for, right? For sure, for sure. Cool. Well we are going to dive into the Huntley group right now. Um Huntley is the bigger group of eight teams um near the bottom of the rankings. And yeah. So let's start with Green Bay. Uh, Coach Parkin, 31, of uh, the Green Bay Gorillas. They replaced the 73-95 class with the 181-133 class. So not exactly what they were hoping for, but um, Albert uh, Liebfried, um looks like a decent uh, – I mean, he shoots a lot of threes, 40% on 7.6 th- uh, threes per game. So And he's averaging 22 points a game. Not the most efficient two-point shooter, but, you know – Actually, he probably isn't even that bad at two-point shooting because he shoots so many threes that um, it balances out. Uh, that probably looks like their best player. Braxton Bates looks like a – and Nathaniel Rambert, they look like solid uh, pieces that they can put together. Um, but when you lose three starters like uh, Trey Ladington, Hunter Barber, and Charles Huntley, who provided a lot of your scoring, more than half, um, it's going to be hard. What do you think? Yeah, bringing in uh, Lee Fried, I think, is definitely going to help having, you know, graduated three seniors, all of them being 6'4 or shorter. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, what the roster makeup is this year, particularly in the starting lineup. And wondering if uh, Nathaniel Rambert can come in and, and maybe – you know, take that starting power forward position just to, you know, avoid having a 6'4 a <laughs> player at power yeah. forward. I think that's going to help uh, tremendously. Uh, hopefully he's up for the task. But, yeah, I mean, you look at this roster, graduated, you know, a good majority of the scoring production. So I think a lot is going to be asked of these freshmen. And, um, you know, the, the first week is a little bit easier slate for this yeah. Green Bay team. But then – once they get into that first week of the regular season, it's preseason ranked 17 Ocala, 28 Flagstaff, and 69 St. Cloud. That's uh that's a rough stretch there. So hopefully they can get some some you know confidence building wins in, in this week. Yeah, um I'm not sure Rambert's gonna be up to the task. Uh he did uh we're in a, we have a group thread for our conference fifteen. <laughs> so he said our freshmen are not great. <laughs> we won. We did win two ties, and also got a freshman who is negative five. And no, I did not recruit that one. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's Rambert. I'm not positive, but yikes! Based on just looking at their stats, uh, I'm going to go out on limb and say that's Rambert. <laughs> that is not fun. Um, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. It is a shame. However, um, Bates looks like a solid player. We'll see how they can do. Um, hopefully they can give him something to uh, be happy about going into um, yeah, 
going in. Uh, is there any players you want to watch on this team? I mean, probably Liebfried, right? Yeah, him as well. And I'm looking to see if Robert Landa uh, ends up having a better year. I remember him as a recruit looking pretty promising, uh, scoring 14.6 uh, you know, a game as a recruit, nothing crazy, but thus far he's only scored, you know, in the six to seven range. So with all that scoring production, having graduated, I'm I'm going to look to see if he has a bigger role in this offense. Yeah. And even looking at Dakota Hammonds, um, if you look at his per thirties last year, he did have 11 rebounds and 3.8 assists. Um, he is the, him and, uh, him, uh, Barnett, and Myers were the only players on the team that had a positive, uh, a positive plus minus. So I'm interested to see if he can do anything. And um, hey, maybe put put two tall guys in and see what you see how it works this year. All right, let's look at the next team. Um, we got the St. Cloud Snow Chiefs. Um, they brought in the 190, 192 class, replacing the 159, 163 class. Um, so you look at their team and they bring back all five starters of, off a team that, you know, um, was in the RTT, kind of struggled a little bit in Congress 14, but they have the talent, you know, and now the talent's maturing a little bit. Um, not a great class by any means. I don't see any uh, players that I'm crazy excited about. What do you think? Yeah, these guys are definitely going to be relying on kind of the returning three classes that they have, all top 100 classes. And I think uh, Dawson Powell is going to be looking to have a bigger year. I remember, uh, I think in, in last year's tournament, we were kind of excited to see what he might do as a freshman. So I think, you know, he's off a solid freshman campaign. I think, you know, if he can kind of up his production, that's going to help a lot. But I don't, I don't see any of these freshmen making, you know, significant contributions. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, who's the players to watch or what do you think makes this team go? Is it Dawson Powell? Um, is it just kind of a mix of everybody? What do you think? Yeah, I think part of it was, you know, last year playing an undersized lineup, they actually managed to not really get out-rebounded by that much, only a .6 negative margin for them. So, you know, they're not big, but they are scrappy. So I think if these guys can kind of, you know, keep that up and, and, you know, limit the damage on the rebounding margin or even have a positive one, I think that's going to help them uh, stay in games. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, they like to keep it slow paced and like keep the, keep the score in the sixties or low seventies and see if they can, um, pull out a win. So we'll see what they can do here. Um, I like their chances. I mean, they got a good team for sure, you know, and, uh, we'll see what happens. So, um, let's, uh, look at the next team. We got Ocala Opossum, um, Ocala Opossum brought in the 42, 46 class, um, adding to that 49-1 class led by um, uh, led by Isaac Hampton. They got John Hale, who's finally a senior. They got some talent. Now, I know Subpar Stash personally, and he actually missed a week recruiting. So bringing in a 42-46 class with that is just freaking impressive. Yeah, <laughs> um, no kidding. Like that is – so hats off to you. They brought in Seth Johnson. Abdullah Wooten. Um, I feel like Abdullah is going to be a really solid player. Uh, just a big man that can um, 
yeah, a big man that can pass really well, defend really well, rebound. Um, yeah, I really like this class, and, you know, he's bringing it back to a team that, I mean, they're not losing – they're not losing too much from of their starters. I mean, you know, Nathaniel Cook played 19 minutes a game, and uh, Van Meter played uh, 19 minutes a game. But you know, they're not losing like any of their main scores or anything. So I'm interested to see what they can do, adding a little height to that roster. Yeah, interesting note on this freshman class. We have uh, most of Conference 18. Uh, is coworkers of mine, and we have a group chat as well. And I feel real bad. To my understanding, Knoxville had an 0-1 lead on Seth Johnson, and mm. in addition to losing all of his ties, also lost this 0-1 lead on Seth Johnson. So uh, uh, that that one, you know, that that stings. So definitely uh, a nice little treat for Ocala, and I think he's gonna, you know, be a productive player for them. Um, you know, nothing crazy, but just seems like a guy. Who, you know, take care of the ball, score a little bit, but also set some other people up. So that'll Send be a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, this team definitely, they have the talent. They, you know, three of their four classes are top 50 classes. I think they've just kind of not been able to put it all together. So hopefully, you know, some of that younger talent and obviously, uh, you know, Phenom, Isaiah Moses, um, but also Austin uh, Leverett as well. Um, ha- have continued to play well, but I think some of these other guys need to need to step up and and contribute a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, I definitely think they have the talent to just kind of roll yeah. through this group if they can execute. Yeah, I think Abdullah Wooten is probably one of the missing pieces they need. You know, um, they got some scores, but they need guys that can just really set those guys up well. Um, and I think. Abdullah fits well into that small forward role, having Isaiah Moses at the power forward and Hale at the center. Um, and he can just be, he can just be there as a distributor, um, setting up, uh, yeah, Leverett, Seth, and Moses. So um, I'm really excited to see what this team can do. Uh, let's look at the next team. Um, we got the Denver Cruising Crusoes, coached by Walder32. Um, they bring in the 113, 190, 139 class, replacing the 3530 class. So it's tough when you lose seniors like that. Um, all their seniors were fairly, fairly short players, you know, six, six foot, six, five, six, two. Um, I mean, you look at, I mean, I like David Robinson's, uh, shooting splits of, he's got like a 58.6% true shooting percentage. Uh, probably turns it over a little bit too much, but I mean this this is a tough class to try and replace a top thirty class with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, David Robinson, outside of having a great name, uh, just kind of looking at him doesn't seem to be suited for the point guard role that he you know kind of had to play in high school. So I think he he's going to slide in and and replace James Fazio in that shooting guard spot, and I think there he'll, he'll do a lot better. Obviously, didn't see a whole lot of assist production last year to go along with those turnovers, but yeah, I mean this is this is an interesting team. Um, you know that they definitely have some height on the bench, but not necessarily a ton in the starting lineup. Nor did they really bring any in. So I think that's going to be really interesting to see the makeup of this lineup. I think Nicholas Tucker 
going into his senior year is going to have to have a big year at the center role and be interesting to see if he can get those blocks up a little bit. It seems like he's been pretty good on the defensive end, but I think that's where he's going to have to really excel this year. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I'd love to see Chris. I mean, maybe Christian Hastings can get in there and they can play a little bigger. Um, it's always tough to match up with a uh, tall guy like uh, Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Tucker if he's going to play. I mean, playing power forward and playing Hastings at center, but we'll see what happens. I think, I mean, even in this lower group, I think they're going to have a tough time uh, with some of these other teams. Let's look at the St. Louis uh, Iron Deeks. They brought in the 196-215 class, replacing the 37-21 class. So another really tough. They lose T- Casey Kraft and uh, Tristan Cooper, just really solid players. They did bring in some height. Gavin Rushford um, has a plus 9.4 uh, plus minus, and it looks like he's just a really good rebounder that can defend well um, and, you know, does and can shoot. Enough, I guess, you know. Uh, I mean, they needed height, losing their power forward and their small forward, and that's what they got. So um, you can't fault them for that too much, but it doesn't look like they're as good as, uh, as Coach Deacon, um, Deacon NT, TN wanted. Yeah, while, while they did replace the height that they graduated, I think one area where they're going to really struggle is – trying to replace Casey Kraft's scoring, putting up 15.9 a game, which led the team last year on a team that only averaged less than 70 points a game. So bringing that in and bringing in three guys who, you know, obviously have big bodies to bang around down low there, but I think this team is going to really struggle to score and, and they're going to really have to slow games down and play good possession basketball to uh, be able to stay in games. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mean, you lose Casey Kraft at 16 point a game score, and you were only scoring, you weren't even scoring 60 points a game, 70 points a game last year. So it'll be. Yeah, the team combined shot 42% from the floor and 26.6% from the three point line. So losing their most efficient score, the rest of the team's averages have got to be ugly. So this will be an interesting, uh, Interesting challenge for Coach Deacon. For sure. Let's look at the St. Cloud Snow Chiefs. Um, They brought in the 190-192 class, replacing the 159-163 class. I believe we talked about these guys. Yeah, Yeah. you are right. (laughs) I think we We need uh, Shawnee, Boise, and Seattle left. That's Shawnee. Coach JKB just joined us. So how are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing today? No good. worries. Pretty good. Um, we are currently in the Huntley group, and we are talking about Shawnee, okay? So we're going to do Shawnee, and then we're going to do Boise and Seattle. So do you want to pull those teams up? Shawnee, Boise, Seattle. Got it. And just jump in while you can. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire it off. I'll be ready. All right. So Shawnee brings in the 81-106 class, replacing the 76-50 class. Um, tough class to lose, but you know, I think this class might be a little underrated. I really like Matthew McDonald, the seven-foot center that they brought in. Even if he doesn't, he hasn't. Even if he didn't shoot incredibly, um, a lot of that's 
based on some of the threes he takes. Um, Mark Miller looks like a stud, shooting 52% from the field, 87 from the free throw, 58% true shooting percentage. Um, I mean, he brought in some height, and uh, it's not even like he super needed. I mean, you lose uh, Del Cambri, and uh, but you know, it gives him some height. He can put some guys on the bench. Uh, I mean, even Jeremy Johnson, you know, is one of those guys that can kind of just defend, pass, and rebound. I mean, you can never apologize for too much, too much height. Losing Juan Poole is going to be tough, but. Um, I like this team. What do you th- what do you guys think? Well, I'll step in. I- I'm glad to see Coach Vern is uh, is is recruiting some real players. I think he was just trying to have some fun. He might have been drinking his way through the entire recruiting <laughs> season the last few years, right? Just a team full of Johns and Wands. So he brought in a couple <laughs> serious candidates to play, named Matthew, Mark, and Jeremy. Um, mm. I don't know if he was going for the gospel uh, roundout. <laughs> he missed it just barely. I don't know how many Lukes were out there, but he didn't find them, so that's too bad. Yeah, but we've got, we got some guys. He's got some guys. Height is always so important. It's the one thing you can't coach. You can't rebound without it. It's hard to block shots without it. So he he's brought some things to the team that can be successful. Going to score a ton. Maybe yeah. John Coleman is going to be uh, able to contribute a little more. Uh, you're right. They seem like a real team. I just uh, it, it's tough losing a leader who is your point guard when it isn't clear that you have a point guard ready to step in. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, you know, now that all the Johns are about ready to graduate and have graduated, <laughs> it's time to get John's son, which Jeremy Johnson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what do you think, El Nino? Yeah. I mean, the, the height is always good to see, especially for a team that was playing uh, 6-5 at the backup power forward and backup center position. So I think it gives them some flexibility to add some height there or potentially have a really long starting lineup. Uh, if they want to keep Coleman in that starting lineup, I think, you know, McDonald, Miller, Coleman could be an interesting lineup as well. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, real, the real question mark here is going to be point guard. Who, who can take over and, and fill the role left by uh, Juan Poole? Yeah, and I don't mind Hicks there. Um, I guess we'll see. He he's not going to be distributing, but you know, I mean, point guard. If you're going to have a guy go off and mm-hmm. you know, really lead the lead the charge at, I mean, point guard's the yeah, point guard's the spot you want. Yeah, he to do doesn't it look, at. he doesn't look like a liability, does he? I mean, he looks like he'd be fine. He wouldn't throw out a million turnovers or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, so I think this team could compete. They got a good chance, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, they're going to look different, but they definitely could compete for sure. Let's look at Boise, the Potato Sacks, coached by D. Caruso, 95. They brought in the 40-80 class, replacing the 229-219 class. So you got to be happy with that. They brought they they left they got rid of three uh, duds that were on the bench, not doing too much. And they bring in uh, Jason Jason Prouty, who looks like a uh, solid uh, point point guard type of type of guy. Joshua Stegel. Um, I mean, both those guys are just volume three point shooters that just put up a lot. And then Montez James, uh, the big man, getting eleven rebounds, four assists, two point nine blocks. I mean, this looks like a fun little freshman class to work with. 
Yeah, it looks like uh, we've we've got a couple one ties on on the roster as well. So congratulate uh, Crusoe. I know Stagall and I think James as well were ties. So hmm. gotta like that. And then you know bring in a, a lot of scoring. That's that's definitely gonna help on a team that uh, didn't really graduate anything of note. So you know if anything, this class just adds a ton of depth and maybe replaces a starting role and and add some scoring off the bench with that, which I think is going to help this team a lot. Uh, having yeah. a pretty narrow scoring margin last year, I think I think that the depth is definitely going to help them, especially against some of the teams in this group that don't really have it. Yeah. I, t- I come up against Crusoe in recruiting all the time in other leagues. I think he and I have similar tastes in players, except he's been doing it really well here in 31. Um if you look at his freshman and his sophomore classes next to each other, that's a lineup. I mean, they have all five positions covered in these two classes. So suddenly they have some consistently instability, consistency and stability they can build it around. I, I really like the roster. I mean, it, it'll be tough to see who gets what position and all, but I mean, they have five young players they can start building around now. For sure. For sure, and you know, um, I feel like Devin Lawrence, uh, Devin Lawrence can can probably go to the bench. Um, you know, uh, you want to get you want to get a guy like Proudy in there, um, and maybe even Stagel, uh, and then Montez James. I mean, this is a good problem to have, honestly. And mm-hmm. Zachary Coleman just seems like he seems like a guy I want to put at uh, small forward a good assisted turnover ratio that can score when he has to uh, defend pretty well. So we'll see how, we'll see what they do. All right. Um, let's look at the last team. We got uh, Seattle, the rain dogs brought in another um, tough class. They replaced the 177, 177 class with the 207, 216 class. Um, I mean, they don't lose any starters. And this is Jeremiah Addy's show. You know, it's his senior year. At least they brought in another big man that can at least help them in, in, on the backup, um, backup, yeah, as backup center or something like that. Henry uh, Masias, he, I mean, 10.3 rebounds uh, for a 6'6 power forward is pretty impressive. So um, I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, but you know, really, he's just going to have to rely on what he already has. Yeah, I wanted to look at Hudson Landers, their new big guy, six foot ten, and see if I could squeeze him into the starting lineup. But you can't really bench any of the guys they're starting right now. You either got yeah. the point guard who's really good at distributing eight assists a game, and everyone else shoots a little bit. I don't think this team can afford to take a shooter off the floor right now. Um, if mm. they're not doing anything else, at least they're putting the ball in the basket. That's all I can see. Yeah. Yeah, and especially kind of considering, you know, the the rankings of this freshman class. Obviously, always take, you know, these rankings with a grain of salt. But there may also not be a very, you know, large desire to want to put any of these in the starting lineup. But, you know, luckily, uh, Coach Jaco or Jacko uh, had a spot on the N.A. to play with having graduated Anthony McPherson. So, um, <laughs> you know, you always love to have that in your back pocket. Yeah, in case yeah. of a bad class, but yeah, I mean this the starting lineup is what it is. We'll see how a couple of these guys, you know, slot into these reserve roles. But I mean, like you said, it, it's Addy, and then you know, a combination of Presley, Castillo, and Rogers as a supporting cast with with Bracey kind of dishing it out with eight point two assists last year. 
um, is excellent. Uh, we'll just look to see if Bracey can kind of get some of those turnovers down. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So um, let's look at some predictions. What do you guys think of uh, – yeah, who do you see winning this group or who do you see competing for this group? Sorry, I, I love I love what Boise brought in. I, I think they have a core. Other teams, I see a lot of uh, what they might have to be playing with their lineup or or have some inefficient players here and there. I think Boise will be pretty stable. I think that's going to help them out a lot in these games. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely think. I mean, Ocala has the most talented mm-hmm. roster, right? But it, you uh-huh. know, it's whether or not they're going to be able to put it together. Yeah. Is someone else? you know, going to step up uh, other than Isaiah Moses and Leverett, you know, the, the rest of their starting lineup really didn't provide any real value last year. So it'll be, uh, you know, if they can put it together and then St. Cloud, I think a very kind of consistent program always has, you know, some, some good talent on the roster and, and seems to be able to, to spread out scoring. It'll just be uh, whether or not they can, can kind of continue the consistency, but step it up in this tournament, especially. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to come down to Ocala, St. Cloud, and Boise. Um, I'm going to go with Ocala here. What do you, who you guys got? I'm taking Boise. Uh, I don't want to just jump on the, the the bus with Ocala, and I don't think St. Cloud is quite ready. I think they have a size problem, so I'll take uh, Boise. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with actually Seattle here. I think Still. returning an entire starting lineup together, you know, not a big fan of the freshman class, but, you know, pu- putting this team back together, at least the starting lineup, you know, they didn't have a good year last year, but they, they have the pieces in the starting lineup and I think they're going to do well here. Jeremiah Addy is a, t- is a two-time all-leaguer, so that's not a bad choice. For sure. Who are your – I don't know. Who do you think – who's your prediction for group MVP, or do you guys have some players to watch in this group? MVP, hard to pick against Isaiah Moses, right? Like, yeah. at least returning all league players, you know, him and Addy who have been there before, it's, it's really hard to pick against them. Mm-hmm. I like Moses, yeah. I, I think he's going to stack up his 25 points and his 12 rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Moses is the – um, I mean, it's the obvious choice. I think John Hicks could really surprise some people. There's a lot of points up for grabs on that Shawnee team okay. and without Juan Poole. So uh, I'm going to go with him as a little bit of a dark horse, but we'll see. Nice. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in to the Huntley group. We will be back in a gif with uh, the next group. <laughs>